And my entire process towards it had been one of, well, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. So I think law school will give me a lot of options. Uh, and there mm. were a lot of people I admired who had gone to law school, but who were not lawyers. Okay. You know, at that time, Obama, uh, for example. That was what you were going for? Well, <laughs> like president I of the knew, United States? I knew Many he'd been, presidents. What the fuck? I knew he'd, he'd been a lawyer, but he'd also been a, like a community leader. Like You could go into politics. Yeah, I'm on the Obama path. <laughs> What? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Well, you know that guy Obama? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of following like, in his footsteps a little bit. Just, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right. Lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Little fucking puny, Mike. I mean, look at this thing. This is like... Do you I want mean, to sit here? No, 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 no. Credit to you. Are we rolling? Yeah. Let's just start, because you guys, credit to you, you just emasculating me. Look at this fucking thing. This is the smallest... Littlest, shittiest mic. <laughs> we, we could swap it with this one. I don't. It's a good thing I'm not a diva because I could go all Ellen on your guys' ass and be like, "What the fuck? Get I'm these people here. out of here!" <laughs> this stupid little mic. Look at it. Like this is like a a, a Fisher Price it's a toy. Yeah, it's a toy. <laughs> this is this is your first mic. Every every kid's first podcasting equipment. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, dude? That's Big Cat, everybody. We're recording. Yeah, right? we're yeah. rolling. We've yeah, got yeah. Uh, we've got Big Cat on the on Oops the podcast today. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being here. Of course, I was um, I was excited to come in. I had big plans for my birthday with my family, but then you're like, "Hey, can you come on the podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude." Is today your birthday? Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. happy birthday, yeah, Big yeah. Cat. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Wow, I'm overwhelmed. Nor- normally, I do these grandiose uh, in- uh, introductions of our of our guests, but. You've, I don't need one now. You've That's sent the ship uh, steaming <laughs> all all steam ahead. I no, I'm more like I'm like it's more the meme like I wasn't familiar with your game. Like I'm gonna start doing this to my guests. <laughs> Being like, here's a little stumpy chode of a mic. Negotiation and just so you feel really uncomfortable uh-huh. and we just sit above you. Like uh-huh. this is you guys you guys taught me something today. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Set them off, make them uncomfortable. <laughs> right on the bat, off the bat, dude. Uh, it's great to have you, man. Um, you are you are such a talent and such a star, obviously, uh, in the world. Uh, and we have so much we want to talk to you about. Oh, we do. Do you know Julio? Yes, yeah. I know Julio. You guys have become kind of chummy. Yeah, I like Julio a lot. You guys are chumming up. He's kind of like the um, he's like the heart and soul of this podcast. Sure. <laughs> if I had to describe uh, it, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'll live with that. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, I I don't have soul. Yeah, <laughs> Julio is. Uh, yeah, I, I love seeing Julio around the office. It's been fun having him come on the yak every now and then. He's yeah. got a fucking fat ass. Yeah, <laughs> like the fattest ass. Yeah. Every time he walks by, I think you're allowed to objectify other men if you're like cool with them. Uh-huh. Is that? I'm fine with it. I, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I mean, you've never. I guess this is how it always starts, where it's like. Julio's going to sue Barstow. I'm like, bro, he said he was cool with it. <laughs> we have you on camera saying you're cool with it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, I, you guys, are, I'm a big fan of both of you guys and nice, uh, excited to be on. Oh, and yeah. I saved, this is going to be for anyone out there who's listening, knows exactly what I'm talking about. I saved my first 
zen of the day for this show. So I just put it in. Wow. People who who have a nicotine addiction like me know that that's you don't just do that for anyone. Mm. Cuz that's I went waited all the way till 11 o'clock in the morning. Damn. There's a few yeah, do you do you no. zen? Okay. <laughs> there are people who definitely are listening right now. They're like that was the <laughs> biggest like compliment you could give these guys. It means Damn. a lot, dude. Yeah. We're honored. Yeah. We we tend to be a podcast that guests will will hold a big thing for. <laughs> What do you like, mean? Like, Roan broke the news of where Kanye West was hiding on our show, and that went viral. And you're doing your first, I mean, I'm- Zin, one, yeah, first Zin. Yeah, that's Zin. just as big. Zinning yeah. is Kanye. Yeah. First Zin of the day. First of, like, I don't know, like, 14 of the day. But yeah, first Damn. of the day. Damn. Yeah. Well, I think this is a a good, a good place to, to sort of get into some of the things. We, we want to not ask you what every other- Barstool podcast or podcast that you do asks you, you know. That's our goal, at least. How'd you get here? I make $75,000 an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we actually got, we started getting paid in board apes, which is a problem. But yeah. That was, uh, we made that, we made that switch and it was, it hasn't gone well. <laughs> have you guys gotten into crypto? I don't want to hijack. I want to get to the question. Have you no, guys no, gotten please. into crypto? Yes. I have, yes. Yes, we have. I, you, yeah, Julia, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I was buying um, Ethereum at various intervals, and you know, my first purchase of it was years and years ago when it was, I don't know, like 1200 basically where it is now, and then it ripped all the way up to $4,500 or something, and I was like, man, this is an easy game, telling all my smart yep. trader friends, you got to get in, you got to get in. And and then I you know watched it really tumble and I uh, I managed to get out when it when it bounced off the floor back to like sixteen hundred dollars and I I was like this is a bad idea and I sold it all and then it very quickly precipitously dropped to like a thousand dollars and I thought man I really won but I just got my tax form oh. from coinbase oh. saying like hey it's it's time for you to declare your earnings and then in that email they just quickly tell you like uh fortunately you do not have more than six hundred dollars of earnings from your crypto <laughs> so you won't owe taxes oh nice like, that's a huge oh, that's win and that's then i huge. opened the actual form and i had convinced myself that i hadn't lost that much money oh, because i lost. did get out at a time when yeah. i was like and I lost nine thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> Shit! Yeah. And That's I was an like, "Ooh, it's a big L. I might Damn. need to revise." What about you, Julio? Dude, I honestly made some killer moves. To be honest, yeah, uh, at like peak of NFT season, I like flipped something for like a huge gain that then just tumbled. Okay, because I, I, I've always, I, I understand like the crypto people are passionate about it. I'm never going to judge that. I don't understand it like i'm not smart enough to understand how it all works and i remember walking i think it was down like seventh ave one day and this dude stopped me and he was like big cat you gotta fucking get into board apes bro <laughs> i just sold a board ape for i just sold my ape for one hundred eighty thousand dollars, like just fucking all profit and i was like this is the moment it's all bullshit mm. like if someone just is stopping me on the street and saying this yeah but you you were able to flip your NFTs. Yeah, I uh, like the the only sort of like valuable, like very valuable ones that I had. Like I was, I sold them all. So like, yeah, I sold everything. But especially like this one in particular, I sold for like a significant amount of money. Yeah, like relatively speaking, not two hundred thousand dollars. But so I have not like and any losses that I've had. So I've, I haven't like lost money doing. Yeah, it. I I always thought like. So I understand like crypto Bitcoin makes sense and it I think it started with great intentions. But then when COVID happened and the economy took a tumble, 
and literally every single person was like, oh, like the eco- the economy's down, everyone's locked inside, now they've found this get-rich-quick right. scheme. Not everyone can get rich at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this doesn't feel like it's going to work out. Yeah. Totally. I, I was like, gifted NFTs, I don't even know how to get them. Oh, like shit. they gave you me like see the, what they gave you, dude. Yeah, they gave me like the two-factor two thing where yeah. I had to write down a... A uh, password lost it right away. It has like the different words. Yeah, 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 and it just lost it right away. So I don't. <laughs> I think I have some crypto, but I don't know how to access it. Yeah, so it's just out there forever. Yeah, that's uh, I think the real warning sign that in in quarantine that should have been a red flag for me was that the value of stupid stuff yeah. skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah, and I boy, I did I fall right into it. Yeah. Watches, <laughs> boats. Yep. Things like this that, uh, you know, only morons get into. Wine. <laughs> yeah. It's like one after another. Just, <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to need that. I guess I need to know about wine now. Wine, you know, man. watches. I, I really fell hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> wine is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Wine is one I've never gotten into, thankfully. I'm, I'm, there, yeah. I'm starting to uh, starting think to... I might have to become a wine guy. Really? Yeah. Looking at the legs. It does fit. <laughs> you, you can do it. You can pull it off. I just don't know. The thing is that I don't know if I have a discerning enough mouth. Right. I think that's just, that is a, a you either have a good mouth or you don't. No, right. you can train the palate. No, I don't know. Isn't gee. that what it's about? With wine, you learn. Some I think some people truly have the ability. You watch that psalm doc movie i need to watch and there it. are people who can taste a sip of wine blind and say that comes from this acre wait was that the this- guy who like conned everyone no what was that one was there a documentary about a guy who conned everyone with wine maybe i'm making this up all right never mind sorry i don't know, I don't know. i'm not sure <laughs> this possible. one is about passing that for me because it will drive me nuts it's about getting like your your master sommelier license or per- whatever you getting getting the classification of the top top one yeah and there's only like 200 or 300 in the world and part of their test is that they have to take a blind sip of any of a wine of, and multiple and determine like what you need 10 mile region point. of france or spain yeah, that yeah. comes from what year and you know what grape and all of this that seems like a shitload of work though to impress just a very small finite amount of people because like if you told yeah. me that you were a master sommelier i'd be like cool <laughs> don't care nice, right dude. you know what i mean and right. so i i feel like you you'd have to just be in that one like little group where everyone was super impressed by it otherwise it's a waste unfortunately i find yeah, myself you probably in, that in that group, that group. <laughs> uh, a lot of those sour grapes there was a documentary this dude was basically um pretending that he had this incredible wine he was he was just it was a fake oh he's- and he was selling like this like you know, like this, uh, you know, World War II wine from France that was only they only made two hundred bottles, and he was just counterfeiting all of it. Yeah. It's a pretty good uh, documentary. That's okay. cool. Yeah, you should watch it. Check that out. It is yeah. interesting. Like even sometimes, like not that this is the same thing, but like there are things that shake up the sort of wine industry. Like I remember when like the two dollar bottle of wine at Trader Joe's was like defeating incredible yeah. expensive bottles mm-hmm. of wine i always mm-hmm. find that kind of shit interesting yes yeah. definitely wonder what the psalms would say about that yeah, they probably yeah. wouldn't be too happy um well i you know i, I have so many questions for big cat yeah, uh, but i'm enjoying this sort of uh n- non-prepared side of things well i have two <laughs> other non-prepared things Please. one yeah. francis i want to give you credit uh i was on the bqe on saturday 
block someone in the in the in the in the breakdown Let's lane. Go. Makes me happy. Oh, Makes me real. happy. He was legitimately very upset. Yeah, yeah, like very very upset. Oh yeah, they'll get that. It way. was it was. I actually took a picture of it because I wanted to show you because it was like he was mad, mad, yeah. mad, mad. And I totally get where you're coming from. It was an absolute thrill. This guy was just—he was so pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was so pissed. I think at me. I think I know where that is. Yeah, it's right by Dumbo. Right so where yeah. that, there's that. There's, there's the, the Tillery they, Street. Yeah, right by yeah, Cabin mm-hmm. Plaza Tillery. Yeah. yeah, and people will ride the exit as though they're going to get off the Dumbo exit, but then they'll keep going. Yep, and then you know that they're full of shit. So that was that was absolutely thrilling. Yeah, and then the second thing I had. Julio, I don't know if you know this, but Francis tried to cuck you a little this morning. What was he doing? He, so Francis and I live across the street from each other. He tried to offer me a ride in. I had to turn it down because, like, what were we going to talk about? Wow. We're about to do a podcast. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought I would have taken a ride in on a normal day, but, like, what the? Are you trying to just that. get? You're just trying to get the best combo uh, out? How are we going to sit in a car together for 30 minutes then sit down and do a podcast? That's together? a good point, Big Cat, because the whole podcast I would have been like, so, gee, Big Cat and I were talking yeah, about Yeah, right, exactly. Like, oh, here we I go. I like, nah, dude, this is fucked up. Remember, you can't do this. remember earlier today when we were yeah, laughing yeah, about right. that thing as you turned up the heat? So I turned it down for you, out of respect for you, Julia. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it, dude. Yeah, I, got I, have, you. I have offered Big Cat a lot of rides into the office. The hit rate is not high. No. Uh, I, I honestly, I will say that my expectations in uh, coming back to work at Barstool and knowing that you and I were neighbors, my expectations for the frequency with which we would carpool were far higher yeah. than how it has manifested. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it's just like there's I honestly, so we, we've done it a couple times, but <laughs> at best, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm like probably 50-50 train and then drive in. It's usually when I have like, I'll do like a radio hit in the car or something, but I it's more that, like, I have very few moments to myself, mm-hmm. and that's one of them, and I, I cherish that. Yeah. You deserve it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I need that. We I like to that. get to that a bit. Yeah. Because, dude, as, as two sort of aspiring fathers who intend to maintain our dynamic careers, we look to you as a beacon of hope. Yeah. yeah. And we'd like to learn. Appreciate we'd that. like to know if there are any secrets or no. methods to your madness. No, it's chaos. It's constant chaos because it's either working or being home parenting. And it's, yeah. And I'm at the point now where my kids, so my son's three and a half, my daughter's one and a half. And like, they'll, if I'm taking a shower, if I'm taking a shit, they'll just walk in and just be like, what's up? What are you doing? So there's no time. There's zero time to myself whatsoever. Like, I it, it, my my son enjoys watching me shower. It's it's fucking creepy. Well, it's better it's than the other way around. Yeah, know? that's true. Well, I do give him a bath every night, so yeah. I guess I I I guess he, it is fair play on his yeah. from his perspective. He's like, you're giving me a bath. Why can't I watch you shower? Yeah. I never even thought about that's that. honestly. Fair. Yeah, his yeah. he's fair. totally he's totally in the right in this case. Yeah. I can't complain about it if I'm the one giving him a bath. But yeah, it's it, it is chaos. It's awesome. Um, being you know what's funny is being a dad like. I actually, and everyone comes to it at their own time, like when they're ready for it. But I do actually think that I wish I had had kids a little younger because Mm. I'm like doing the math in my head when they're going to be like, you know, teenagers, college, all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm being my 50s. So I, I, in a weird way, I like that's probably the only regret I have is not having them sooner. Wow. So what do you think is going to be tougher uh, in that you'll be in your fifties when they're uh, teens or something like that. What 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 is hard about that? What I just about no, that? it's not hard. It's just that you know, there's there's a certain like you want to enjoy it when, you know, like your kid like 
just seeing how my kids interact with their grandparents and like how fun that is. And like, you just want to, you wish you were kind of, you know, maybe a little younger when all that happens. So mm. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, hopefully I'm healthy and, and still spry and, and have the energy in my fifties and sixties. But you know, those are like when your kids grow up, I'm sure it's very fun and seeing them start their lives. And so mm-hmm. I just do the math and I'm like, Oh, that kind of sucks. Like yeah. I wish, yeah. you know, I was maybe a little bit younger. I think my corollary to that would be, and it's just just a guess, but that, you know, perhaps your career might have not been in the place Agreed. you, you, you've benefited from holding off in a way where you've, you've had more time to focus entirely on your career. Definitely. Definitely. Because there's definitely, um, barstool on a whole, like it's weird because every, we're so focused on the moment and just every day trying to make stuff and, and, and entertain people that I don't think we take a lot of time to reflect like how hard the climb was and how many years the climb took. And, you know, I mean, David's doing it for double everyone else. So um, you're, you're absolutely right. There was definitely a lot. I mean, I still have to work a lot of hours. There's still a lot of times where I wish I was home, but I can't be. But, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right that there was probably – it probably would have been bad to try to have – kids in like my late 20s mm-hmm. when i was really had to like put the pedal to the metal are you working less now than you were a couple years ago Have so you we're taking so, your foot off the gas well this is this is football season so we're about to end football season i would say the only thing i've changed is i've done a better job of like in the off season of football season being home more mm-hmm. because football season i think forever is just going to be chaos and it's going to be a time crunch and it's going to be, you know, weekends and all that stuff. Um, but learning like in the summer, I don't have to be in the office constantly when there's not football on. Mm, so right. that's probably the more like the, the better management I've, I've been able to find, but having kids is awesome. You guys should do it. It's fucking fun. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. Dude, I'm like getting there. I'm, I'm, you know, heading that way. I'm officially stressed out hearing you talk about the mortality math. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. Getting up there. How old are you? Thirty six. Okay. So you know, thirty three. Okay. But I'm. I'm. Today's I'm, my thirty eighth birthday. I don't know if I said it was my birthday, birthday or not. That's Happy awesome. birthday yeah, again, dude. That's a good age. Yeah. No, it's a terrible age. Why? Because what is thirty eight? It's like. Well, you still have a couple more years until yeah, you're, you're a young man, dude. Nah, I I liked <laughs> turning thirty. Thirty was fun. Yeah. Thirty eight's like nothing. Mm. It's just like we just get to forty already. Let's get on with it. You, you know. Yeah. Well, okay. It is a big year. What? Well, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but we are very near yeah. the Penn Gaming yep. takeover yep. of Barstool, yep. which I think it's fair to assume you will be a beneficiary yep. of. Are you excited about that? Yeah, Sick. of course. Sick. Yeah. That is, we, we get very excited when people we know make money. Oh, we, we do. Get, we get okay. real... Dude. Secondhand pride. <laughs> yeah. There's no jealousy. It's just that is fucking awesome. You deserve it. Thank you. I want you to spend money stupidly and uh, to be rich. Yeah. I be well, really I, I already, well, let's just clarify. I already was rich. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we love that. That's what we, we love that, dude. This is that yeah. podcast. Let's go. That's what we're for. Let's yeah, go. no, it's it's weird. I, I don't, um, I'm, not a, I'm not a good rich guy in the fact that like I don't really spend on anything. Um, it just means I can gamble more responsibly, nice. but yes. I can, cause yes. I can respond. I'm 
I have the funds to be able to gamble more. Were those so. bets your actual bets on yeah. those T-shirts? Holy shit! Yeah. Dude. Oh, those were yours. <laughs> yeah. What do you what, you think? I'm wearing someone else's bets on my T-shirt. <laughs> I I I, I, I kind of did. I thought somebody no. had submitted those. To no. You. Those oh, are mine. dude, that's sick. So for those of you, Big Cat had two T-shirts. One was a was it a Kansas City Chiefs? No, it's Bengals, Bengals. Unfortunately, Bengals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your Eagles won. Eagles twenty-two to one. I think it's like eighty-five hundred to win one hundred ninety thousand. Are you going to hedge? No. Wow, I don't think so. Legend, because wow. I just want like I like the feeling. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I got my team. My team is on the floor. Let's fucking roll. Unreal. Wow, dude. Unreal. Yeah. That's really awesome. But I yeah, mean, I, I'm a bad rich guy. I don't really. I don't have. I don't do anything. Um, I don't spend any money on anything cool. I, I'm not a know, good rich guy. Like I, I don't really. I wish I had a better answer because it's like. You know, I ask this question all the time of athletes, like when they sign the big contract, like what's the big thing you purchased? I don't know, fucking know. I, uh, you're moving shoes. To- I don't really have shoes. I, I I did try to do shoes for a while. Mm-hmm. That didn't catch. I ended up wearing the same pair of shoes every day. You're moving to Chicago shortly. Yes, I think you could go a little, have a little fun with a house. Yeah, a house, maybe you know, a couple vacations here and there. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm I'm a pretty simple guy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really just like to gamble. Well, then, <laughs> like I don't really. That's common. Let's bro. help yeah. him a little bit. <laughs> can we, can we offer you what would I? Let me just. Give yeah, you, yeah. Okay. All right. So here's some things that I could see you really enjoying. Okay. In your new house. Okay. Heated floors. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell let me you try something. that. You step out of the bed on a cold Chicago winter morning. There's you know dumping snow out the window. By the way, motorized blinds. Okay. So you click a button and the blinds come up and you just see that absolute ah. Oh, okay. There's a dance of snow flurries battering Beautiful. the windowsill. Yep. Yep. Right. Slowly. And, okay. and you step out of the bed and you put your bare feet down on the floor and mm-hmm. there's radiant heat wafting over your toes that's pretty good that's pretty good buddy that's pretty good there you go that's a that's I a like start. that that's a start that's i think you need start. a patek dude a what you need like a fifty thousand dollar watch no see that's the thing <laughs> yeah. he, he can't do that yeah it because, would look sick dude no but but his his brand is is one of connectivity and you maintain that's not this... even it's not like a brand like it's not it's just who i am right. like i'm About if it. i had the perfect like if I could write out the perfect rest of my life, it's just make enough money to have a couple of houses and one of those houses lives next to like a racetrack and just <laughs> bet horses in retirement. <laughs> I don't golf like have enough money to be able to just, you know, watch sports and bet on the games. Yeah. Like I wouldn't really do other than, you know, my work. That's the thing is like the reason why I like doing my job is because it really is no different than what I would be doing if I. Yeah was working a di- you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i would mm-hmm. i'd be watching the games we'd be gambling on the games i just get to talk about them for a living which is awesome it's yeah. a dream job but i really wouldn't be much different if i had no money yeah well that's what's made you such a a, a beloved person here for yeah so but I, w- I wish i was a better like i wish i had i don't know i wish i had like something i'd want to you would make a great really rich guy yeah, I know. Like you, you know, you got the Somali And you too, Julio. You travel. Like, yeah, I don't even want to travel. Yeah, yeah we like... We I don't, like, know, I don't <laughs> fucking want to travel. We like Cause stuff. Because the thing about traveling is, like, you go to fucking Afghanistan, you go to Italy, you go everywhere. Do, the, do they have the NFL games on? No. No. 
Do they you have? Could, you could probably find him. You're not watching yeah. NFL enough. Yeah, do they so have? Yeah, do they so. have like Villanova Marquette? <laughs> no shot. No, exactly. So I don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. That's my problem. Yeah, I like. I, I start to get like anxious, thinking like, oh, if I take a trip, like you won't be able to. What the hell? I, I could see Julia wandering into a bar in Afghanistan, being like, "You guys don't have uh, red zone." In <laughs> yeah, here. right, right. Like no, that would be me. But there is a beheading happening <laughs> yeah, in the square yeah. at twelve. It's the closest we got. Yeah, you know. I so I yeah I, I I wish I had a different answer for some big thing I was going to spend money on. That's okay, that's okay. We'll we'll we'll, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep peppering you, you with some suggestions. Yeah, where are you going to move? Do you know yet? Like what general area? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to live in the city. So okay. uh, oh, nice. Yeah, and the office is going to be sick. So I guess I mean that's not my money, but nice. that'll be cool. <laughs> mm. So be it's going to awesome. be like a big warehouse. We've 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 uh, I think finalized where it's going to be. So it'll be big warehouse, basketball court. A bunch of new studios. Styled a little bit like the Pat McAfee office in yeah, or like, uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, or like Rob Dyrdek. Mm-hmm. Fantasy. I, loved Ro- I loved watching the Fantasy Factory. Robin Big was such an awesome show. Yeah. So like that Classic. kind of stuff where we have space. And I, I weirdly like, when I moved to New York, I didn't really like it. Uh, it has grown on me. I will miss parts of New York, uh, but the space part I will, I will definitely not miss. Like, totally. You know. Just this office is we're we're crammed in here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, you guys have this studio like that's someone else's, you know. Like having to block in time, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, we're coming yeah. up, bro. You know, got it out the mud. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting with the power plays that happen on like who gets the part of my take studio space. Uh, oh, yeah. it's not gonna be us. I don't, no, think. I don't think we're. <laughs> I don't think we're. Uh... <laughs> Let's make, what if I just granted it to you? Guys? Ooh, oh God, that we would. Sick. I just need five board apes. We would pay for your. <laughs> I would pay for your radiant heated floors. <laughs> I would. I would install the radiant heated floors. I got a guy. Uh, yeah, that well, would piss so many people off. If I was like, <laughs> actually, it's Julio and Francis. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so epic. That's Just leave our gear in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Hey, you set up the whole thing. That'd be so awesome. Think, we'll think. Yeah. Maybe do like a maybe I'll, maybe PFT and I would just be like FIFA and we'll do like a really corrupt bidding system for it. <laughs> that would be awesome. I like that. I like How many that. migrant workers are you willing to kill? <laughs> <laughs> you killed one, it starts getting a lot easier, I'll be honest. Uh, it hasn't been hard for a while. Fun fact, Chris. What's this up, is very Julio? applicable to you, but Manscaped now sells beard products. Oh, Chris. For a beardsman like yourself, we've seen Chris grow from a boy to a man with a killer beard. <laughs> that beard is for real. Uh, that can function in any circle. Chris could be a, some sort of high-end bartender or a guy who hangs out with rappers. Uh, anything that a good beard like that would be good for. Yeah. Chris has got it. Chris, do you have anything to say for yourself? Yes. That's it. <laughs> See, man, a few words as most beardsmen are. The beard yeah. speaks for itself. Uh, we all know, though, that any good beardsman must have the best tools of the trade, and that comes in the way of manscaped. You're darn right. It's time to tame your mane. Tame your mane, my mane, mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped <laughs> Pro Beard Kit. Wow. All starts with the beard hedger. Hedge your bets with this electric beard hair trimmer. Uh, it's a premium beard sculpting machine, cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel, 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. No more messy drawers full of add-ons. Plus, it's waterproof. So, Chris, you can shave in the shower. Hmm. Also, be sure to get some beard shampoo and conditioner, uh, some beard oil, some balm. It's good stuff. Get 20% off now and free shipping with code OOPS at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code OOPS. Let me ask you this. I, I brought up Pat McAfee. I have an interesting question, and I don't want to make you uncomfortable. So if you don't like this, you can choose not to answer it, of course. Okay. Pat McAfee, when he got his gigantic, I think it was FanDuel yep. deal, mm-hmm. I have been told by various birds in this office that that was not a good day for Barstool. Because, so? because it made it clear that personalities of that caliber, and I would put you right there with him, uh, were potentially worth $30 million a year. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if when that happened, were you, was there a moment where you were like, Jesus Christ, like I, I could be getting that. So, yeah, I mean, of course, you're human. You think of that stuff. But the thing I would say is um, the best, like, there's a lot of great characteristics that Dave has. Loyalty's at the very top of it. And Dave, this is going back to 10 years ago. Every time I thought I was underpaid, Dave has corrected that before I could, like, be upset about it. Mm. So he's always been very, like, in tune with that. And always been very fair with me and been like, you know, you you need to get more money. Like, you need to be paid more money. Um, and, you know, as much as like that, you know, you, you think like, oh, man, if I were a free agent, I've, I've never been a free agent. I don't think I ever will be. I keep signing like, you know, I, I sign like a five-year deal and then like two years into it, I sign another five-year deal. Oh, wow. So yeah. I'm basically like, in, you know, I'll just, I'll die with Barstool. But there is like, I... Obviously, people have approached me like people have have talked to me before. And my answer has always been the same. I don't see any world where I would want to leave Barstool because I don't I like what I have here, what we built here. This is like it sounds cheesy, but it's family. And what we built here is so important in the fans and like the community. All of that means more than a big payday and more than anything. I don't want to have a real boss. You know what I mean? I don't want to have. If you go out and do something else, you have to start answering to someone that you don't have a relationship with, that doesn't let you have the freedom that you have here. So none of that would ever be appealing to me. Yeah, money is cool, but like, there's a lot of other things that are involved in in barstool that outweigh that, in my opinion. As you know, obviously, you know, like I said, there's been times where I've been underpaid, and Dave has corrected that. So maybe if he didn't correct that, I'd have a different feeling. But I just can't imagine wanting to go like work somewhere else. I just, just like a little more money. Yeah, like, right. Like, it would because my life would just point? be. I would just have to answer to people that I don't want to answer to. Do things I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't do anything I don't want to do here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. And so that that's why it's the best job ever. And then there is the aspect of we built this thing. Like it's a it's a crazy story. Um, and and I feel very invested in in being part of you know what was built here and and what we've like established and i i take that very seriously so it mm-hmm. is it is kind of a family thing and i this is all going to backfire on me when i have to negotiate for a new deal like they're just going <laughs> to play this clip and be like well we're family but uh it's the honest truth i don't know what to say like i know i just fucked myself my agent's probably watching this like what the fuck are you doing dude but, but that but i've told him the same thing too cuz you know he gets the calls and he'll tell me, and I'll be like, yeah, I, okay, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really, that doesn't really sway me. Wow. 
There's power in that, dude. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You don't want it. Like you said, you want for nothing. There's right. nothing in your life. You don't even know what to spend your fucking money on. Right. How are they going to poach you? And mm-hmm. I think there's also, um, I'm obviously in, in a, a specific category where I love my job and I get paid very well to do my job. So it's easy for me to say this, but I do think like just not being able to get a, a sort of confidence in in your life and it comes with age of like what you have is good. Don't worry about what everyone else has. And, and, and getting that like peace of mind gives you so much freedom where you, you know, money's money. Like I having money's great, but having happiness is way more important. Okay. This is good for Francis. It sure is. <laughs> but then I have to ask what motivates you? I mean, I, I want to be, I want to entertain people. I want to be, I, I'm, I think I'm a pretty competitive guy when it comes to, um, the content and, and trying to be the best and trying to keep people engaged and building that fan base and having people invested in, in my stupid ass being able to talk about the things I want to talk about. So, yeah. And, and you know, barstool continuing the climb motivates me. That's really interesting. Yeah. Competitiveness. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I you, like need, that. you need the drive from yeah. somewhere. I think it, it'd be foolish for anyone who's successful, uh, to not admit that, competitiveness is part of what you, what has made you successful like you can pretend that like oh i don't really care no no you care mm-hmm. like i care I, I absolutely care and i I want to be the best and so yeah that 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 would probably be the thing that drives me every day and i think there's also you know it's weird being in this spot where i do have a little bit of and i've i've said this before but like some days I, I wake up, it's like, is today the day that everyone's going to think I'm not funny anymore? You know mm. what I mean? So that drives you a little bit yeah. where not lo- like not being a loser. Right. And also not being <laughs> I, I've seen people, you know, people in the media career get older and start to get out of touch. And I hope I never get to that point. Mm. I hope I'm able to walk away before I reach that point. Um, so trying to stay fresh and trying to stay uh, at the top of my game is definitely what motivates me. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dude, you sorry to interrupt. You look very well rested. I did sleep most of the time when I see oh, you. Okay, yeah. And I wonder if that's accurate or if you just like are in beast mode at all times. I'm I'm not well rested. I did sleep like eleven hours on Friday, <laughs> nice. but that was because I went to sleep at eight o'clock. Mm. So that's the only way I can pull that off. Um, uh-huh. Usually, I'm usually sleeping like I usually go to bed around midnight and I get up around six thirty-seven. Oh. Um, so I'm not really well rested. I'm lucky enough to not need like an insane amount of sleep. Um, there are people like that who like I I, I, I don't do. know you do I, yeah. How much I, sleep do you get? I, if I don't get eight hours of sleep, I'm I'm a completely different person. Oh damn! And I try not to be. I, it sounds dramatic. Like I'm I'm cho- like well you could choose. And I'm sure that when I have kids, there's no chance of that happening. But I fundamentally, if I if I I feel bleary eyed and delirious so right now i'm on four and a half hours yeah like i wouldn't i would sleep at two last night and i got up at 6 30 i wouldn't be talking much on the pod it's probably the zen <laughs> i told you i saved it for you guys i fucking saved it for you guys thank you dude. okay well then all right so the, you, the 11 hours helps the yeah. cumulative yeah, the friday yeah that like, was that after the case race. Uh, i needed that case, after the case yeah, you can yeah. kind of uh bank a yeah. little bit uh so it sounds like you know you have a real earnest desire to see this all through yeah right and what does seeing it through mean to you when will you know wow we did it i can i like thanos now i can rest 
with a weary world or whatever the hell he says. I honestly think it's when everyone around me is set up to do it on their own. Like, that's as simple as it gets. When I get to a point where every, and obviously I'm not talking about PFT because he could do it on his own, you know, right now. Um, we're, we're very much, you know, co co-partners in all of this, but like everyone around me who is climbing that mountain with me, I hope that one day I just wake up and I look around and I'm like, yo, you guys got this mm-hmm. and I can, you know, take a step back and still do stuff. But that would be the moment where, mm-hmm. and I think Dave's kind of gotten to that moment a little bit where it's like, he sees me, he sees, you know, Kevin, he sees all these people like, okay, like I don't have to work insane hours because you guys kind of got this so mm-hmm. having that similar feeling where it's like one day i hope to just look around and be like everyone that is working with me and 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 creating content with me they're good and they're and people are going to be just invested in them as they are in me and and that will be a great day like it will be a truly great day well that's sick but that's- that also comes that is one of the things that comes with and uh, you know with age confidence money like if you asked me that like seven years ago, I'd be like, fuck that. I want to be the best. I don't want anyone else to, you know, be ahead of me. Now it's like, okay, I have the, I'm kind of set up. So it's like, now I can start focusing on that second phase where it's like making sure everyone else is set up equally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy. In, in sports media, who are you chasing? Who's ahead of you? Uh, I mean, podcast wise, I don't, I don't think anyone, um, and that might sound cocky. Um, I also, PFT and I joke all the time because in sports media, there's a lot of people who will say they're number one just to like say it, and then people will believe it. And we've been number one for a long time, so you can't really say you're number one when you're number one. Because then you're just a dick. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. You so say, we, oh, the rest of the players are playing very hard. Yeah, right. They're right, very good. Right, uh, right. <laughs> so it's weird because, like, I think we don't, we probably should toot our own horn a little bit more just to remind people every now and then. But then you're just an asshole. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think sports media, too, like, there are so many unique voices. I, like, yeah. So part of my takes number one podcast, but other people are doing stuff that's number one in, like, radio, TV, all these yeah. things. It's just everyone can eat, you know, there doesn't, there doesn't have to be, you can like a lot of different things. I don't like when people are like, oh, I don't like, I'm a a fan of this podcast and I hate, so I hate these guys. Like, why not? Yeah. If you like Mm -hmm. listening to sports, why not listen to multiple things? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, Mm -hmm. dude. Well, how do you prioritize what games you're going to watch? Because we always are like, Big Cat must just be watching 20 different games in a given day. So yeah, I have, I have three TVs in my house, in my living room. I actually have three TVs on the other wall in my, in my office. Um, so I'm always watching games. I, it's usually That's just whatever crazy. I bet on though. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll like do, it's like whatever I'm betting on. And then usually like, you know, like the bulls or something or, you know, the Cubs in the summer and then another game that I'm betting on. Hmm. I'm going to upgrade that though. I think I'm, I think, I think I'm going to go seven TVs in <laughs> one room. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I think a big TV and then three on each side. <laughs> like a commodity. Yeah. Trader. Wow. It's just, yeah. That's yeah. Sick. Cause it is nice to be able to just see it all. Sure. And just be like, all right, I'm watching all. The- I mean, it is funny. I, people will, will like, I'll, I'll tweet about one game. They're like, how are you not watching this game? It's like, brother. I'm fucking watching it. I'm yeah. watching all. Of it. Well, I'm watching. Don't it all. you worry. I'm watching, you know, it. I'm watching it all. Not being able to sleep. 
Imagine the stimulation of seven games that you've bet on. You're wow, it's great right before bed. It's heaven. Yeah, like on a Saturday, <laughs> on a college football Saturday, just having all Every the games game. on and having all the bets. Yeah, that's my happy place. Yeah. What's uh What's the biggest bet you've ever placed? Uh, um, Most so you've do, ever risked on a game. Yeah, so I do game of the years. Um, game of the year bets usually are about thirty-five, forty. Wow. Um. Oh my god. There's your paddock right yeah. there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And you could tell I bet like when people watch it on the stream, they know. Um and then yeah, it, I think the most is fifty. Does uh, losing that hurt you? Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't say I got I had a game of the year, uh Baylor BYU over. It was a eleven o'clock kickoff. And it went the game went forever. It went to like two thirty in the morning. I got immediately sick that week after because it was like it took every ounce out of me. I was fighting for it so hard because I do. When I say I'm going to bet something big, I'm betting it big. Mm-hmm. And people who ride with me, like I'm not, I'm not just saying. Like I think that's what I think people appreciate that when Dave and I are like we're making a big bet on this game. It's not like other gambler gambling spaces where people are just throwing shit at the wall or they don't even get. You know, like some of these companies have spokespeople that don't even gamble. Like. When we say we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Yeah. It's going to be a big bet and we're we're in it with you. Like we're yeah. riding. This. So, um and I I mean those are very fun nights when they win, when they lose, I get sick. A yeah, my body just on all accounts. Yeah, so. my body was like you just gave it all and it's I left it all out on the field and it was just like <laughs> it's more injured than the quarterback. Oh yeah. No, listen, I made this argument like dude, NFL oh, players man. like you want to talk okay, concussions, I get it. That's bad. Like ACL, whatever, injuries. I think it's harder to gamble on every game on a Sunday than play in the NFL. Cuz they just play their one game and they get to and they actually get to like contribute to the outcome of the game. I have to sit there and just sweat every game. You don't get to sleep in an oxygen chamber that night. Right. You don't have the best hands That's in sports right. medicine. Right, like Patrick you down. Mahomes gets a fucking high ankle sprain, he's got a round the clock care. Yeah. I lose BYU Baylor over I'm stuck. There goes the massage. You yeah, I got, paid for. I got. Yeah, I got Zycam and fucking Nyquil. Like that's it. Yeah. So He's it's not zins. fair. Yeah. Oh, right. Got the zins. It's not fair. Well, do your kids hang with you while you're watching sports? Uh, they're starting. My son's starting to get into it a little bit. Um, that's where actually the three TVs helps because we'll put on like Sesame Street and I'll have the yeah. games on underneath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's been a few moments. I think there was. What was it? It was. Um, Father's Day and my son's birthday, I think, was the same day, maybe last year, the year before. And it was also the U.S. Open. I had Will Zalatoris, like, it's like maybe three grand to win 50. And he missed, remember that putt he missed? Yeah. Um, 18. And, and my son does know, he's like, he'll be like, Daddy needs a break. I'll be like, I need 10 minutes here. Like, <laughs> that, what just happened? Like, we're, we need a, we need a, a timeout and then we're back to like, I'll build you a fort, but I need a timeout. <laughs> so, yeah, Father's Day. I, I remember I made like the, we had family over everything. I was just like, just a heads up, everyone. Like, it's like the 17th, you know, uh, holes. Like, just a heads up, everyone. We really need Will Zalatoris, and this could change the outcome of the day. So everyone, fucking focus. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's I, I, I think that you know, eventually they'll they'll get to a point where they'll appreciate it, and probably kids will like what their parents like and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
That's fun. Are do you, you have rules in regard to like gambling with your children? Yeah, I mean, I hope that they. Uh, I, I mean, responsibly. Like, yeah. I I do believe in that, and I do think, um, like that's the other part. I I it's weird. We we get a lot of criticism. Barstool does uh about our gambling content, and I would still make the argument that we are the most authentic and. Like, so whenever we have to deal with regulators and stuff, all these other companies will just walk right through and then they'll, they'll be like barstool. Oh no. Like you can't have barstool. It's like, I, I'm a loser. I'm a lifelong loser gambling. Like no, people don't win gambling. I admit that I'm a loser. Like I'm real. You know what I mean? I'm not pretending that I'm making money gambling. I like to do it as a hobby. I bet the amount of money that I I can afford. Mm -hmm. It's obviously gone up as i've made more money and people should bet what they can afford they should if if it's something you enjoy if it's a hobby you enjoy do it as a hobby like you're not going to end up being able to quit your job to gamble right and so i i try to say these things and i do say these things and then regulators would be like well barstool's so irresponsible it's like we are the most authentic i don't there i i tell you that like don't follow my picks i'm a loser and then a lot of other places will do content where they're like, you know, guaranteed winner. Like this is, we right. always win. It's like, no dude, I'm a loser. I lose a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot. Okay. You, you've heard it in my throat there. Often. For <laughs> large amounts. Yeah. 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 But I, I love to do it. It's a hobby of mine and I've never gotten into a point where I've been, you know, gambling over my head because like I said, I've always been like, all right, this is what I have. My discretionary income. I don't, do i don't go on trips i don't have like a lavish life so my hobby is gambling and that's what i use my money for and people should do the same thing where it's like if you have money set aside that's not gonna screw up your rent or your family or anything because it is dangerous if you if you start dipping into that stuff be smart about it but if you enjoy it there shouldn't be a shame there shouldn't be shame about it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. if it's something you enjoy doing you should do it and you should you should have fun doing it and know that at the end of the day, you probably aren't going to win, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it can't not be fun. Totally. Mm. Well said, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Awesome. Interesting. Dude, my uh, my pal Hill Dog, man, she does this thing where she will, if she's wide awake, she'll sort of wake me up. Mm. Like we have a stuffed animal. She'll sort of insert him on my shoulder. Oh, that's nice. And then begin to reposition him until I wake up. And then she's like, oh. Look who's up. <laughs> I like this game. <laughs> I like this game. <laughs> but I noticed the other day she was holding a mug in her hand. And I could smell the fumes of hot coffee that she had prepared for herself nice. as part of her new morning routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know for a fact that part of that, an integral part of that, is Brooklyn Roasting Company coffee. Wow. Much better than the uh, anthropomorphic uh, stuffed animal that is perched on your shoulder. <laughs> I don't know if anthropomorphic is the right word, to be honest with you. That, that's, that's giving human qualities to animals, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. We do that. Okay. Yes. Like we sometimes say, if someone were to behead one of our stuffed animals, how upset we would be would be uncomfortable for our guests. Because like we had these people over who, and they brought their dog, and he was really <gasps> close to grabbing one of the stuffed animals. <laughs> if he had ruined him, we, I don't know how we would have continued entertaining. <laughs> and that's kind of crazy. Why don't you guys just just go? <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe maybe you guys should just go. Maybe you guys should go. Let's call it. <laughs> that's tough. But anyway, dude. Brooklyn Roasting Company yeah, Brooklyn is Roasting. the opposite of that. Field. You know, they're the also. By the way, espresso martinis are 
I've seen them everywhere. I've never seen a drink catch on the way that this has. AKA the Ryan. The Ryan. <laughs> the Ryan is when you have four of them. I'll be up all night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, go get yourself some Brooklyn Roasting Company Oops Beans. My God, how many times do we have to tell you? If you haven't tried it yet, try our coffee from this incredible roastery. They make our coffee, the Oops Blend. Uh, you can go to brooklynroasting.com, promo code OOPSBEANS, 5% off your order. Get a bunch. Get a bunch. You never know when they're going to sell out. Brooklynroasting.com, promo code OOPSBEANS. Let me ask you this. You know, you, you, you look back. You've been at Barstool Sports for, I don't know, what, 15 years no, it's more? like uh, 11, 12. Okay. 12 years. Um, at, at what point was there a moment where you said, oh, wow, this is going to work out? And, you know, how did that look at that time? And then when was it then that you realized it was probably going to work out from a gambling perspective, that gambling was the route? Yeah. So it, it's funny because the um, churn and deal was that moment. Uh, and before that moment, and Dave and Kevin and I have talked about this, we were not in a great spot, like the three of us, because um, I think Kevin and I both felt pressure. I don't know. We were uh, 30 years old, and we both felt pressure like, hey, what is the plan here? Like, are mm -hmm. we going to be blogging for the rest of our lives? Are we going to be sitting in our apartments just doing this, like grinding out, you know, 12, 13, 14 hour days, just sitting on our computers? Like, there was definitely a moment where um, everything I said about never wanting to leave Barstool, that wasn't there. Like, there was a, a real moment of, is there something else? Should I be trying to get something else? Is there a different step? And then, thankfully, the Churning Group came along, and Dave told us that these guys came along. They want to invest. They want to have everyone move to New York. And from that point on, it was, okay, this is a career, and this is right. something that I can enjoy mm -hmm. and make money on. And um, that flipped everything because I do think there was a moment where I, I don't want to say that we were going to like, I, I can't speak for Kevin. I, I, I wasn't going to quit, but I was definitely like, what if I want to have a family, if I want to do all these things am I can I do this with just blogging? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Can we, can we do this without a ne next step in the career somewhere? And I, you know, I, I, I thought about going to business school. I actually, I went to an MBA class, like I did a test class. Mm. Um, that was a that was a enlightening moment because I remember I I paid like what like two grand or something for this test class, and uh, I was just in the back row uh, looking at scores for the not the NCAA <laughs> tournament, the CBI and the CIT, <laughs> the NIT. Yeah, like I was just refreshing my my phone, like being like, "Oh fuck, I really need like Oregon State like versus <laughs> random team in the in the not even the NIT. I'm talking like the really shitty tournament." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that moment, and then I just bombed the the what what's it called the what's the, what's the NBA test the GMAT GMAT. I bombed uh, it. Yeah, duh, because I didn't pay attention. I didn't learn any of the tricks because I was just focused on gambling. So yeah, that was another one. Was like, okay, well. We got to just keep riding this we because I don't have any other yeah. skills. Yeah. Yeah. Were you making money before that deal happened? Like when you, the 13, 14 hour days? Uh, we, no, I mean, we were making like decent salaries. I don't, I, I want to say we were, you know, I, I, I want to say before that deal, I think we were all around like 75K a year. So it mm -hmm. wasn't like, 
you know, I mean, with no kids and, you know, that's a, that's a good Solid living. Like, I was, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like we were scraping by, but it also, you know, if you're thinking about the future, it's like, all right, can I make 75K and have, you know, multiple children and, and but keep working these m- many hours? Like, that right. might not always, you know, work out. So, mm-hmm. totally. um, but yeah, that, yeah, it was, it was around there. And uh, yeah, the churning group changed everything. Like, the, the move to New York and we were, I don't know, like, 10 people when we moved to New York. What is it? 400 now. Yeah. So Crazy. the whole thing just exploded. And then Penn was a perfect marriage just because that's a, that's going back to the authenticity. Like Dave and I, Dave is very similar to me where it's like, if we just had unlimited money, we would just gamble for the rest of our, you know what I mean? Like it's our, <laughs> what we like to do. <laughs> so there's no, it wasn't like, Oh man, how are we going to, pitch a gambling company it's like no that's what we want to do we want to yeah. be mm-hmm. in this space we want to talk gambling mm-hmm. that's so cool dude. yeah mm. awesome. yeah I, you know i had a somewhat eerily similar uh moment in my life where i was doing stand-up open mics in new york for a couple years after college and wasn't going anywhere yeah and i was like jesus this is not possible and i started studying for the lsat and i actually got into law school which one boredom oh it was just fine. Uh, kind of beneath you, Francis. I got, dude, <laughs> I got full blown. Damn. I got full blown rejected Ugh. from the the top fifteen. Yeah, and I thought I would get into one, and it was just letter after letter after letter of no. And Damn. I had done well. I'd done pretty well on the LSAT. I really worked hard for. Do you it. think the people at Fordham were like, "Why is this guy applying?" No, <laughs> I mean, easy yes. Fordham was like <laughs> yeah. was like twenty second in the country at that time in terms of the rankings you were definitely just scouring the rankings i of course <laughs> of course and, but do, those rankings are such bullshit do you know that they like the the people who do those rankings who who uh what is it princeton review mm-hmm. they like just go and get wined and dined at all these universities is that right yeah they, they it's complete complete bullshit like they show up to to yale or stanford and they they show them the best time and mm. they you know like they take them out to the nicest dinners and that's just all it is. It's just networking. Interesting. I, I I mean, I know that sometimes they'll post like the average uh salary for first year graduates from the schools. And right. that doesn't some, line up. those no, they or do. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Those people. Yeah, that they makes do. sense. That okay. makes sense. But yeah. then also from that, like people from MIT are making a ton of money. Right, right, right. right. Um, Specialized. But I think a lot of people go through the same thing. The late twenties it's it's kind of like a quarter life crisis yeah. where you you know right after college you have a few years where you're kind of still in that college mindset you know wanting to go out a bunch not really taking your work seriously and then you wake up one day and you're you know 27 28 29 and you're like okay so what's yeah. what's the plan here what's yeah. what's what what am i going to do like what is if you don't have a set I was always jealous of people who went to school for like engineering or something. And it's like, you know, you're going to be an engineer and you're going to get, you know, a job at an engineering firm. You're going to work your way up and it's all kind of right in front of you. For a lot of people, when they don't really under know what they want to do, that that crisis kind of hits and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, what makes me happy and what, what can I do? Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I think a lot of people go to, I think that's a very relatable yeah. moment in your late 20s where you're yeah. like, what's, what's the plan here? Well, I mean, at I went to law school for four days, and I oh, paid, you actually went. Yeah, I paid. So you were a Fordham attendee. I have my, I still have my student ID. So when you introduce yourself, you should be like Fordham. 
not Harvard, because that's the most recent college you went to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I, I right? No. No, I mean, no. I think that's plays. Like, Is that that's, what you're supposed to do? Yeah, I think I it's whichever one you went to most recently. What you're supposed to do. Uh, so, no. wait, so you went to classes? Yeah. You paid. I paid, I paid a deposit, which was $2,000, ironically. Oh, same yeah. exact amount that you, you paid for your GMAT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was sort of to hold my spot in the class. And for that first week, they had told you it was sort of like a, you know, a shopping. You know, you get to sort of see what the what the coursework is going to be like. And my entire process towards it had been one of, well, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. So I think law school will give me a lot of options. Uh, and there mm. were a lot of people I admired who had gone to law school, but who were not lawyers. Okay. You know, at that time, Obama. Uh, for example, that was what you were going for. Well, like, <laughs> president I of the United States. <laughs> I knew many he'd been, presidents. Fuck? <laughs> I knew he'd, he'd been a lawyer, but he'd also been a, like a community leader. <laughs> like you could go into politics. Yeah, I'm on the Obama path. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Well, you know that guy Obama. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of following like, in his I mean, footsteps a little bit. Just, it, there were a lot of great examples of people that were not lawyers, but who had gone to law. School school so i thought it gave you a lot of optionality and uh sure enough as soon as i arrived every single professor there that was giving us these lectures and things their entire rhetoric was one of you will be a lawyer you're being trained to be a lawyer right. and that was a huge wake-up call for me because i was like i don't know that i want to be a lawyer was that a thrill though like dropping out you're a fordham dropout yeah. Wow. It was you are a Fordham dropout. It was very <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Harvard, you're a Fordham dropout. You couldn't hang in the Bronx. In the Bronx? Oh yeah. It wasn't you even the, it wasn't even the Bronx. It was it, their like satellite campus in Columbus Circle uh, or whatever. Okay, all right. Lincoln Center. Um, yeah. Lincoln Center, yeah. But uh you know, I remember I remember like they told us which textbooks we'd have to buy and they were super expensive. And not to be like this was before my family had the money that it does now. So like things were and and also I knew that in terms of law school tuition, I was going to have to take student loans right. and uh stuff like that and it was the night before uh we had to pay our first semester's tuition, which I think was like it was you paid for the fall semester and I think it was like $26,000. And I was just looking at that and I was super torn and I was like what the fuck am I doing? I'm not ready to make a decision this huge. Right. And I I was, I, I don't know that I was ready to say, I don't want to do it, but I was definitely less ready to say, I do want to do this. Mm. No, you, I mean, you can't hang with Fordham. That was, that's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. You saw the big dogs and you're like, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that had to be a thrill though. Like I remember I, it is very, a relief. Not, yeah, not, it was a not, huge relief. Not close to it, but but uh, on a similar wavelength. I remember. Uh, I think it was either freshman or sophomore year at Wisconsin. I went to. I tried to do an accounting class because I was like, oh, I should probably learn how to like do numbers. I walked in first day. They showed something on the big screen. Then they're like, this class is graded on a curve, and I just got my shit and walked out and i was like not for me like i know i can't i can't beat the curve i'm a fucking moron so like that's a thrill though just be like there's something nope. people need to to realize like quitting shit is kind of fun and it's it's good to know when you're like 
like Francis, like the intellects of Fordham were way bigger than him. Like he can't handle that. That's right. Just being like, you know what? No moss throwing the white towel. I don't want to cut do your this. losses sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Don't start live betting when the odds get worse yeah. and worse. You know, mm-hmm. gotta yes. cut your losses. That's so a good life lesson. Yeah, Francis Absolutely. couldn't hang at Fordham. We. You shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> I still have that idea. I love this. I still have it. The last thing I'll say was the hardest part of that whole decision was that I knew that my girlfriend at the time, her family was really excited for me to be a lawyer. Oh. And my own parents were super like, do whatever, you know, we trust that you'll make, do what you want. Yeah. And having to tell my girlfriend at the time's parents that I had dropped out was a hundred times more daunting than telling my own parents. Damn. Beginning of the end. And they kind of gave me one of those, like, no, no, I get it. We get it. You know, sure. You're not sure you had your own reasons. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. But you know what? I think that, uh, I mean, when I, when I started blogging work for Barstool, I don't think there was a single person, friends or family that thought it was a good idea. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of it. How, How satisfying is that feeling? Oh, when people, everybody's like, oh, so what are you doing on the side? They love hearing that you're failing yeah and then when you turn the corner it's the biggest fuck you yeah oh big time yeah but hold on who are you hearing from everybody whose minds change dude they were all sneak dissing back in the day bro oh yeah that's fine oh so you're a comedian what uh so what's your like actual job yeah Yeah. oh you're a blogger where where is where is the collection of those people who are coming forward and saying i was wrong about you they in their behavior the way that they like regard me with more respect yeah yeah as petty as it is dude you feel the vibes and you're like for sure okay yep you're my bitch now yeah i I was a smut blogger (laughs) Now yeah. I'm a smut blogger slash podcaster. What's up? <laughs> yeah, what's like, up? Fuck you now. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. This, and this, I don't know. I have, I can't think of a moment in my life where anyone has said to me, we didn't think this would work out for you. We're impressed with how you're doing. No, well, they but don't have to say they don't, it. Yeah. You can tell there's, I guarantee you there's a, many people in your life who, when you said you were going to give comedy a try, you're talking they're shit. Like, He's not that funny. Correct. Yeah. And they might still say that today. Like people go to your shows and stuff, but no, <laughs> damn, no, but no, damn. no, but I, Julio's right. I need a zen. Yeah, Julio's right. Julio is right that uh, there are people who definitely like doubted you, and they won't ever say it, mm-hmm. but they doubted you, and you can tell by the way they interact with you now, where they're like, because because when you take a risk like that, afterwards they now are like, fuck, Francis is killing, it, and he's doing a job he loves, and he's like doing great at it they're jealous yeah and it's it's a great feeling yeah. to have it may be it may be i i unfortunately am surrounded by a lot of people who are just no matter what doing so much better financially than i am making so much more money think about that i know i know and but it's you know you tell yourself well at least i get to do something i love and they probably don't love their jobs as much as i do but they're never going to admit that to you and so i don't get that satisfaction by contrast i, I don't get any think of that. about it though like Think about the person, and this isn't a diss because people, people, whatever, people find joy in different things. Like, there are people who genuinely love being a lawyer. There are people who genuinely love being an engineer, like all these different jobs. But I think there's also a lot of people who are making really good money but aren't enjoying their day-to-day life. And there's stress and and constraints on them where you don't have that. And that is worth so much more money, like, to to do a job that you don't like for your entire life because the pay is good, 
you're going to win in the end. You, mm-hmm. I'm saying, like because I get it. you, you, you are going to have a, a a lot more of a fulfilled life when you wake up one day and you're like, man, I did. Like I think about it sometimes. I'll just be like, fuck, I've gotten to do some really fun shit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I've I've done some awesome, awesome things. That, and like yeah. you said, it's hard to reflect on it because you're so busy focusing on the next thing, not falling off, not being out of touch, that you don't enjoy the right. fun and cool shit you do. And you know? I, yeah, like it, money, it, it, I'm. People are going to watch this and be like, well, dude, you can say that now because you have money. But I really like can look back. And even if I didn't have the money, it's like I got to do some awesome shit that yep. you can't buy through ha- like the experiences I've had, the people I've met, the interviews I've been able to do. That stuff is is like incredible. Mm-hmm. So oh, I man. I think you're doing just fine. No. And, and for the record, I am so I have so much gratitude and I have so much awareness of my privileged position and what I do for work. And I'm. I'm so grateful for it. I just, I just mean that the group of people around me, you know, I, I don't. Yeah, you need new friends. I, so. <laughs> Some of your friends suck. <laughs> I don't. The more don't. you explain it, I think you just need new friends. I also will say this: the um, you, you, this podcast, Francis gave me the lowdown, Julio. Uh, the one time that I, I, I did carpool with them, never again. Um, but he told me, and you guys should be like insanely proud of what you built because uh, we are, it's you. you guys took a risk on yourself. He told me about like going and buying all the equipment and all you guys being with them from the beginning. Like it, that's awesome. That a lot of people can't say that they went out and took a risk on themselves and bet on themselves. Mm-hmm. And to have that, like, that's worth so much to be like, I took a risk. I, I knew there was a chance to fail because a lot of people live their life and they never take that chance to fail. Because they're scared of it, and they're like, I'm going to live comfortably. You guys did the opposite, and you're like, fuck it. We're going to take a risk. We're going to go make something. And now it's a big thing. That's that's fucking cool. Yeah. Let's go. Appreciate yeah. you. Thanks. Yeah. Thank no, you. Seriously. That's Dude, really nice. Real quick, before we wrap it up, I want to ask you one question. Yeah. Because in regard to what you just said, some of the cool interviews you've done, whatever, I think one of the be- the funniest, best interviews I've seen in recent past was you interviewing Zach Efron in the back of a van. Yes. Dude, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Is he as cool as he seemed after that interview? Because I'm now a massive fan of Zach Efron after watching that. He was as cool, maybe more cool than, than what it showed. Because we went, so I had a mutual friend with him. Um, and the mutual friend was like, hey, like Zach Efron listens to PMT. Him, he and his brother like have it on all the time. And I was like, all right, well, we're going to be out in LA. Like, let's link up. We just showed up to his house and we just hung out for like four hours. No way. Wow. To the point where... After, like, hanging out for three or four hours, we're like, all right, you ready to do the interview? And, and Zach Efron didn't even know we were doing an interview. Oh, he wow. thought we were just coming to hang out. Oh. Yeah. They were so like, no, cooler. we, like, I, this kind of sucks, but, yeah. like, we were here for a reason. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you are cool, and we want to hang out with you, but we also really want to get an interview. But, yeah, he mm. was, that was, yeah, that's a, that's a great example of one that's like, how did that happen? That's mm. crazy. Like, yeah. Zach Efron, just, we hung out with him at mm. his house in la for an afternoon and just had a great time love that just Fucking like shooting sick, the dude. shit so yeah pretty sick dude uh thank you yeah dude. big cat yes, thanks for, for coming for on man. coming on oops man Appreciate um it. it was such a such an illuminating and awesome time yeah anytime you guys want me back on um i'm I mean, here every, every episode i don't <laughs> no, would, would yeah. be good for us Listen, <laughs> i'm gonna have to bring it's up that thing yeah featuring <laughs> big you don't cats. want that <laughs> big cat's new pod fordham francis do you have a ring to watch this podcast some do 
Yeah, okay. but that's any, okay. Any that suck? They, you know, I, <laughs> they're you making, know talking about. They're making enough sucks. money that they won't be bothered by what we said. No, but deep down, <laughs> that's, might, they know. They know we hit them good where they're like, yeah. you're living a life unfulfilled. Oh. Nice paycheck, bro. Yeah. Francis is doing better than you. Yeah, but they've they've got the radiant heated floors already. Nah, you know? fuck that. You're living way. You're living way. They're gonna have a midlife crisis. Let's hope where they get a divorce mm-hmm. and they get like a fucking cool little car and you know a twenty year old girlfriend, and you're then you know you have won. Like they'll have a little ponytail, right. leather jacket, yeah, and and rem- clip this and just show it to. Them. I know who you're talking about. There's at least three guys I'm talking about right now. That's gonna suck for you, bro. Awesome. Uh, that's big cat. You can catch him on part of my take and everything else he does. He's amazing. Uh, thank you so much, dude. Appreciate Thanks, it, guys. Appreciate it. Awesome. Guys, well, oh, G, you got any uh, shows coming up? Well, first, let's see if we got a couple of facts with Ryan Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. All right, we have a couple. Sour Grapes, the documentary you guys were talking about, that's free on YouTube. So check that out. Check it out. Uh, The average American sleeps only 6.8 hours a night. Damn. Wow. All right. And UNC Wilmington won the 2022 CBI tournament. Uh, The College Basketball Invitational. Uh Uh-huh. And that's all we got today. That's Phenomenal, it. Thanks Ryan. With Ryan. Thank you so much. What about you, G? Where can we find you performing live stand-up comedy? DC Improv, third through the fifth of March. I'm at Comedy Connection in Providence, Rhode Island, April 14th and 15th, and then the 27th to the 29th of April, Yonkers Comedy Club. Not Julio.com for tickets. Awesome, guys. I'll be at Minneapolis House of Comedy. Uh, that's the first weekend of March, I think. Yeah, early March. And oh, also Long Beach. Uh, in Long Island, on Long Island, excuse me, the uh, Beach House, that's February 26th, and then I'm on to, from there, of course, uh, Austin, Dallas, and Chicago, and San Francisco with Lil Sass, Lil Sasquatch. Guys, you can get tickets for all of that, the Hero We Need tour at FrancisEllis.com. That's Oops the Podcast. Thanks so much. And check us out on YouTube on our channel, Oops the Podcast, uh, and follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, And we are so glad to have you. Thank you.